0: You're listening to Culture Matters, a podcast that explores the intersection of faith and culture. Hi, I'm Adam Griffin and I'm here with my co-host, the Elizabeth Woodson. Elizabeth, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Yeah. How you doing today?
1: I am great. I feel like I need a new phrase for your question. I say the same thing every time. Oh, when you say, I am great? I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. It's, great. A, lot of, it's, <laughs> a, great. it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> it is a lot of pressure on the spot. Okay, yeah.
0: I'll start coming up with better questions. How about that? <laughs> I'll try right now. We're also here in the studio with David Roark. David, what's your favorite thing? Oh, thanks, David. (laughs) Well, on today's episode, we're going to talk about our favorite stuff from 2019. Five categories, five answers from each one of us. Shorter episode, but it's one of our favorites. We always find that people listen to this episode and give us feedback about how maybe some of the stuff they missed or some of the stuff they totally agreed on, or maybe they disagreed. Either way, let's get to it. This is our favorites episode 2019. All right, David, I want to start with you. David, you pick your category. Do you want to start with movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, or albums?
2: I will start with
0: a movie. All right. I knew it. You're going to go movies. David Roark, who has reviewed many movies for many different outlets. What was your favorite movie of 2019?
2: My favorite movie of 2019 is a little bit obscure. Ooh. I'm sorry. I'm not surprised. But it was a movie called Parasite. Saw it. You saw Parasite. Yeah, I saw it. Are you surprised? Uh, Yes. I mean, it's a foreign film. That's not But they showed it in America. They did show it in America. (laughs) This is true. It's uh, by a Korean director, Bong Mm Joon-ho, I believe is how you say his name. And he's made a lot of, uh, well, I I was about to say a lot of popular movies, a lot of critically acclaimed movies. And um, yeah, this one was really, really interesting to me. And I would say that I walked away from it not- like saying that's the best movie I've seen this year, but I've not been able to stop thinking about that movie. Yeah, and It's I guess, haunting. Yeah, it's haunting, and I'm trying to th- think about how to even explain it to listeners without giving away some of the key plot points, but I would say it's about a very uh, impoverished family in Korea, down and out. They don't have work. They're struggling to make it, and they find a way <laughs> to mm-hmm. exploit and take advantage of a wealthy family. And um, it's really a commentary, I think, on lower class yep. structures, uh, institutions, um, what happens when people like this can't get help. Um, similar themes to other movies that we've seen this year. I feel like Joker has a similar theme to it, you know, um, someone who's down and out, doesn't get the help that he needs and it only leads to violence ultimately. And that's what happens in this movie. And that's the most that I'll say about it, but it, it leads to violence and it's shocking. And, uh, but yeah, I think it's, it's just like, unlike anything you've ever seen and yeah. it takes some patience cause it, it's a slow build. The plot is, but, um, I think the payoff is worth it.
0: Yeah. I found that movie really fascinating. i f- I walked out of there thinking, I don't get it uh, to a certain degree. And some of the interviews with the director, he shared, Hey, you may not completely understand this if you didn't grow up in Korea, but it is a lot about classism. And I think there are some aspects of it that it was interesting for me to watch to understand, okay, what is it like in the class system in South Korea? And what are they trying to communicate about that? It's pretty interesting. Elizabeth, your favorite movie, 2019, same Z's
1: Samesies. Yes, David, you took my film. Sorry no, about that. it's okay. <laughs> uh, my number two, no. Uh, my favorite film movie was Beyonce's Homecoming mm. that was streamed on Netflix. And so it is her performance at Coachella And so just this beautiful story of how she created the performance and just a tribute to historically black colleges and universities and the use of the marching band. I mean, she had a huge band and dancers with her and just story of African-American culture where she's trying to take her music and just even her story all woven together. The performance is out of this world. The music Mm. is just phenomenal. Everything good and beautiful about African-American culture. And so that was my favorite film. That's
0: awesome. awesome. You can see it
1: on Netflix today. You can see it on Netflix today. You need to watch it. That's great. One of my favorites that I did not pick as my favorite is on
0: Netflix as well. It's called I Lost My Body. Have you seen this yet, David? No. It's the story of a severed hand trying to get back to its body and you watch the backstory of the man's love story. It's so weird. this is your
2: favorite movie? (laughs)
0: No. It's bizarre (laughs) and it's beautiful. I feel like you would like it. That's why I was mentioning it is a netflix movie i i saw i lost my body i liked it i like parasite okay knives out i really enjoyed but my favorite movie that i watched this year and i'm not big in the art scene of movies but this movie made me laugh the hardest and cry the hardest and that's jojo rabbit To Uh me, the first half of that movie was so funny, and the second half was so gut-wrenching. It's a satirical movie about the Holocaust and about uh, the end of Adolf Hitler's reign in Germany, and it's about a little boy who is a fascist, who is a radical Nazi, raised in radical Nazism, and whose mom is a Jewish sympathizer, and how those two ideologies come to conflict within their own home and how how they will navigate that. And at the same time, the boy has a imaginary friend who is Hitler, who is the director, Taika Mm Watiki. And it's just, uh, you've seen it, David? Yeah, Okay, you enjoyed it?
2: Oh, yeah. Funny, moving, all the things. Yeah, all the things. It it was able to accomplish a lot, which was, you know, and and it didn't feel uneven or uh, messy. It felt very seamless. Totally agree. And it really drew a beautiful picture of uh, how somebody might experience
0: change or you might see change in something really difficult. Uh, Let's jump back to you, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, what was your favorite TV show of 2019? I know you don't own a television. Have you seen any TV this year?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I actually have seen a shamefully low amount of TV this year, but I have watched TV. Mm -hmm. And so I'm a big documentary person. So my TV show and movie fall into a documentary category Free Meek, which is a docu-series on Amazon Prime that Jay-Z did about Hmm. Meek Mill, who is a hip-hop artist, who just had a really long and unfair battle in the criminal justice system. And so Jay-Z took his story as an opportunity to talk about a bigger issue. But it's just fascinating. And then they just tell a story about his music. Um, But to me, it just was really well done about one guy who just had a platform and he can tell a story because there's thousands of people who can't. So that was my favorite. So
0: your movie was Beyonce. Your TV show is Jay-Z.
1: <laughs> like this I'm one not time. trying I'm really, to, I'm really curious to see what's lady, next. <laughs>
2: How about you, David? Favorite TV show this year? Yeah, I didn't watch a lot of TV shows either. And I have a TV. I have a couple of okay. TVs. So there, there's Braggart. that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I have a TV on Some, me right now. Also, sometimes my pride gets to me. So, you know. <laughs> But uh I would say in, in this one was not well, as well received as season 1 but I, the show that stuck with me the most it was Big Little Lies season 2 which was this year I and on last year's episode I said Big Little Lies was my favorite TV show so <laughs> there is something about this show that is uh it it moves me intrigues me the issues that it's uh focusing on are very interesting um yeah the performances they brought Meryl Streep on to season two and it was wonderful. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's dealing with domestic violence. It's dealing with single parenting, um, trauma, relationships, uh, counseling, it, it, all these issues that are very pertinent in sort of a me too culture, but I feel like it handles them very responsibly and brings a lot of understanding to the viewer about what these situations are really like. And I think that, but it doesn't do that in a way that's on the nose. It's in a great sort of, the first season wasn't a whodunit story and season two is a little bit different, but the fact that it's able to do it in such a dramatic way, but it's a serious issue is, that's great.
0: That is great. Uh, my favorite TV show of 2019, I, I actually went back and watched a little bit of Mad Men season one, and was super impressed until about halfway through and it got like hyper sexual and I was like, man, I'm out on this, but that was really great, but that's a revisit from decades Mad ago. Mad Men is a great show. Uh, but the the new show that I'm really enjoying, and this will reveal my Star Wars nerddom, mm-hmm. but I really like the new show, The Mandalorian. It's mm. like a classic Western show, but it takes place in space. It's a Disney Plus show, and it's yep. very popular. It's also kind of breaking the mold of uh, binge shows that release all at once, and it's releasing episodically, one episode by week, and I've enjoyed it. Uh, but I also didn't watch a lot of TV. What I did do is read a lot of books. And I know you guys are both book readers. I'm very curious to hear about what books made it to your list this year. Elizabeth Woodson, what was your favorite book of 2019? If you need to list a couple, that's okay. I know you're a big reader.
1: I'm going to just do one. Okay. Because I could be here an entire episode talking about books. My A book I really enjoyed this year, because favorites in books are hard for me, is Digital Minimalism by, what's his name? I looked Cal Newport. And so I think I just have this love-hate relationship with social media and just how do we exist in the world where we use social media as a tool and for our benefit and not in a way where it controls us, where we find ourselves just scrolling hours and hours on social media to for escapism and all those things. And so he talks about a really extreme way of using digital um, social media and basically not using it. Um, but to me, it was just really helpful to get myself in check in terms of my relationship with social media. So I really enjoyed that book. David, did you have a favorite book, 2019?
2: Yes, uh, I didn't read as much, but one book that certainly stuck with me and has left a, an impact on me is uh, along the same lines as Elizabeth's book, actually. It's called The Common Rule, Habits of Purpose for an Age of Distraction by, you say it, Justin Early? I, that's my best guess, but it's, it's, it's funny because it's not that profound of a book. This guy's just uh, laying out I think I don't remember how many there are. I want to say five. I don't know. There's a certain amount of habits that he's recommending um, for Christians to, to practice, to try um, to help us to be faithful in a, in a very digital post-Christian world, um, an age of distraction. And um, just, it's, it's a very practical book, not a very heady book. Um, just lays out really, really good practices that uh, have made a lot of sense um, for me, I know. I've implemented some of those immediately, and um, it's been crazy to see how the Lord has used those in my life. You know, One of those just being, uh, he recommends praying on your knees three times a day. So in the morning, at noon, at night, getting on your knees, having a, a prayer to the Lord, and uh, just getting in that posture, something I had not done before, but it's been it's been pretty interesting to see how God's used that. Another thing he says is when you wake up in the morning, one habit to form is before you go to social media, before you check your email, read a scripture. Like it's just a little a little small habit. Start with scripture before you go to anything else, and that's been something I've been trying to do more and more. I'm failing a little bit at that one, but um, those are just two of many uh, practices that he recommends. It's a, it's a really helpful, practical book though.
0: I love that that book's made a difference in your life. That's great. Yeah. The, the book that I chose is called what is the, what I don't think it released in 2019, but it's the, uh, story it's partially fictionalized, but mostly nonfiction. It's a story about uh, a man who's a Sudanese refugee in America, in Atlanta. And so it's, it kind of takes place. It unpacks him getting kind of robbed in his apartment in Atlanta. And then while he's getting robbed, it has him having these flashbacks of remembering what it was like to be one of the lost boys in the Sudan and now being a refugee in America and it kind of pairs both his experience here as a refugee and his experience in Sudan what is the what it's been I honestly I'm not quite done with it but it is a fantastic book and I often uh, I audiobook a lot of books and this one is my favorite audiobook of the year it has such spectacular voice work where the, the main character has this African accent that makes it very easy to listen to. It's beautiful. And then they sweep into their accents and voices for the different characters. It's fantastic. Speaking of listening, obviously we are makers of podcasts. Hopefully we're also listeners of podcasts and you can choose either your favorite episode or maybe your favorite uh, other podcast or episode of
2: that podcast. David, what was your favorite uh, podcast of 2019? Yeah, it's not a new podcast, but it's one I discovered this year. Um, I actually don't... I think it started like last year. It's fairly new, um, although he's been around for a very long time, and that's Ask N.T. Wright Anything. Oh. So I've always liked N.T. Wright. Read a couple of his books. Friend um, of the podcast. We've had Friend of on. the podcast. He has been on the podcast. Go back and listen to that one. He was great. He was hilarious. Yeah, he and, was really funny off-air. And brilliant. Yeah,
0: off-air he was hilarious, and then we started, and he was a little bit more serious. Yeah, a little serious, <laughs> yep.
2: but... His podcast is great. Um, He's just such a brilliant mind. You know, obviously he's a New Testament scholar, um, especially when he gets into topics. It's, It's a very simple show. People send in questions, he answers them. He usually tackles three or four that are somewhat related on an episode. But Anytime he can get into what I think is his specialty in that sort of Jewish culture in the times of Jesus, you know, and when the New Testament was written and helping us get into the minds of what these writers were really thinking about in the context. He's just so good in that space of of helping us understand that background. And uh, I don't agree with him on everything. I tend to agree with him on most things, but um, it's just it's a really like intellectually stimulating podcast that I would grows your knowledge in theology. It's great. Elizabeth Woodson, any favorite podcast from
1: 2019? Favorite podcast, Code Switch. Code N- Switch. N- NPR. Um, and it's just a podcast about culture um, from the perspective of people of color. And so they did an episode. They have a couple of episodes this year that they did that I really love. But one, which was fascinating, was an episode about Black Republicans, which mm. tends to be like, do they exist? (laughs) And so just kind of the thought process. There are a couple of them that everyone always names, right? (laughs) Right. There's just a few. You might have them in your head now. Um, Mm -hmm. But it just talks about the dynamic of how two different perspectives of people who hold to that political party and the reasons that they do. And so just a really fascinating conversation, just interviewing people whose voices don't get heard a lot, um, Mm -hmm. specifically when we talk about that topic. But it's a great podcast.
0: That's great. Um, I picked an episode of a podcast that's been around for a long time uh, that I've really enjoyed. It's a podcast called Criminal. It's Phoebe Judge. Each episode is like about a different crime or about a different criminal. And she did an episode this year called The Reverend. It was about a true crime incident that Harper Lee, who wrote um, To Kill a Mockingbird, she had written all, this, all these notes, all this information on this, but never turned it into a true crime book, although that was her original plan. It's a fascinating episode that unpacks basically an era of of time where somebody could take out a life insurance policy on somebody for a quarter that would pay out a thousand dollars and this man would take out tons of them on his relatives and then slowly his relatives wives started dying and uh he would get all these payouts and he was the local pastor and it's about the man who killed that reverend shot him at, at a funeral and then that guy went to court saying i'm guilty i shot this man but here's why i should be Uh, let free, because here's what this man was doing. He was killing, basically, I killed a serial killer. Should I go to prison for the rest of my life? And then you incorporate that with Harper Lee and her authorship. I just found the episode endlessly fascinating. You should check it out. It's called The Reverend on the podcast Criminal. Lastly, let's talk about music. Uh, The album of the year for you, 2019. Uh, let's start with you, Elizabeth. I'm guessing Jay Z, Beyonce.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I will have the first one, but then a backup because I feel I get disqualified, Adam. Oh no! Um, oh, I was just teasing. Beyonce's can... Lion King album is amazing, pretty spectacular. It's pretty spectacular, but because Beyonce was in one of my other categories, <laughs> which um, that... does not disqualify, now, her. It doesn't disqualify. That movie
2: was poop, though. Let's be honest.
1: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Did she write any
0: books this year? We could have had a Beyonce. book. Beyonce just
1: top favorite. <laughs> okay. I can't speak for the movie. Okay, I enjoyed it, but it's probably because it was nostalgic. But her Actually. album, she just uses African musical artists, right? And so it's just really authentic. It's great. But my number two would be uh, Chance the Rapper did an album about his wedding day, and it's just um, it's called The Big Day, and it's just yeah. really cute and sweet, and he loves his wife, and so. That's my number two. That is for twenty nineteen.
0: Yeah, it's very personal for him. I think that's cool,
2: David. Yeah, I was my number two was going to be the Big Day (laughs) by Chance the Rapper. That that was her big
0: number two as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: it was. uh, It's it's a good album, and I think that like what I'm going to pick as my favorite album, I would have still said the Big Day, but I've been listening Mm -hmm. a lot to Jesus is King. Yeah, yeah, and. I was a little down on that when we talked about Kanye. I was a little down. I still liked it. But that album has grown on me a lot. And I think I just appreciate it more and more. And I I do love that it's an album that I can listen to Mm -hmm. on my own, but I can also listen to with my kids. And they enjoy the songs they love closed on sunday yeah they don't understand what it's talking about (laughs) at all but they love anything that's gonna you know talk about chick-fil-a because chick-fil-a is yummy and that's where you you know play play on the playground so um anyway that would be my favorite i like that album as well that's one of my top ones
0: i also like in the season phil wickham has a new christmas album that i'm really digging i really like that but if i'm being 100 percent honest one i'm not really great at music stuff i don't have any streaming services so i don't and i don't listen to radio so I don't get exposed to new music okay. very often but if i were being honest about the album i probably listened to the most that was brand new this year it was johnny swim's moonlight mm-hmm. which i know is it's it's popular music it's mostly popular among women of a of certain age uh but i really <laughs> i really enjoyed it johnny swim moonlight i it's it's not super dynamic. It's not super high highs or super low lows. It's a cup it's a married couple who sing beautiful harmonies together and their songwriting is just beautiful.
2: I really, really enjoyed it. It's awesome. Runner up, Frozen Two. Frozen nope. <laughs> I'm out on Frozen. Oh, that soundtrack's good. Nope. It is. It's good. Is Do they it? have
1: a comparable to let it go?
2: Uh, they don't have that okay. I would say that There are more solid songs Than okay. Frozen 1 But it doesn't have the one Like right. let it go Okay That's where they're at But it's, uh, it's a little Darker sounding music okay. A little It's just different Okay Yeah More mysterious <laughs> I'm
0: finding a little mysterious how much you like Frozen 2. Well, that's sweet. I've listened young girl. I've listened to it a lot. Yeah, I bet you have. (laughs) Well, those are our favorites of 2019. I'm sure we could stick around and talk more about what else we liked about Culture Matters in 2019. There was a lot of stuff that we got to do that I loved and enjoyed, but hopefully uh, you have some favorites as well. If you want to share those with us, please feel free to reach out to us. We want to thank you for listening to Culture Matters. Today's episode was recorded and mixed by Chris Starrett, produced by David Roark. If you like what you heard, would you please go give us a great review wherever you listen to the podcast and follow us on Instagram to keep up with us. So thank you and God bless.